Hey guys, real quick before we get started, we are doing a free giveaway for listeners between now and May 31st. Cash prizes, free swag, Yacht Meetup tickets, San Diego Padre tickets, and more. All you got to do to qualify is go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star review. Send a screenshot to giveaway at summerscapital.com and we'll be selecting lucky winners May 31st. As always, I appreciate the support. Now let's jump into the show. If you are hanging out with negative people, I would bet that you are a negative person. Or I would bet if you are hanging out with people that are thinking small and always complaining, the odds are you're probably a complainer. Um, But on the flip side, if you're hanging out with a group of people who are doing big things and chasing their dreams, the odds are you're probably doing big things as well and also chasing your dreams. Welcome to the Rich Summers Report, where we talk real estate, business, and wealth building, all while keeping it real. No fluff, no BS. I hope that you enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome to the report, episode number one. Super excited and thrilled that you're tuning in. Um, been super excited for the launch of this podcast. It's been about three months in the making. Uh, put a lot of you know time and thought and effort into like what I wanted it to be like. And so with that, this episode, what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about why I started the podcast, uh, what to expect on the show, and why you should listen. Um, and then I'm going to get into a little bit about myself for anyone out there who has not uh, heard about me or knows much about me. And then I'm going to end and conclude with uh, one of the biggest takeaways and learning lessons that has helped me grow in both my personal life and in my business life. So to start, um, why did I start this podcast? You know, I just kind of wanted to pay it back because I know when I was a kid growing up, um, I didn't have access to YouTube. There was no podcast. There was no social media. And so a lot of the things that I'm, you know, learning today, I didn't have access to. I didn't even know as a possibility. Um, I never even knew that I was, you know, born and meant to be an entrepreneur. So um, with that, um, I really wanted to have a show that's just unique real and just um, authentic. I really want to talk and highlight about a lot of the the stuff that I'm going through in my own personal journey um, as I continue to, you know, buy more real estate and build uh, my business. Um, because I feel like there's not a lot of other uh, podcasts out there to where they're just super transparent. So that's one of the things I'm going to do. In terms of what to expect, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of episodes with guests, but with that, I'm going to be doing a lot of episodes solo, uh, sort of like this, with some more how-to stuff, takeaways, learning lessons, and just kind of talk about mindset and things that I'm personally going through in hopes to inspire others that might be in that same position. Um, With a lot of the guests that I'm going to be bringing on, um, you're going to hear from Tarek El Musa from HGTV Flipper Flop. Um, you're going to be hearing from Cliff Averill, uh, 10-year NFL vet with the Seattle Seahawks and NFL uh, Super Bowl champ. Um, and I'm going to be bringing on a lot of bigger name guests, um, not just real estate investors, but entrepreneurs, um, athletes, anyone who's self-made who has made a name for themselves in hopes to inspire others uh, looking to build their own dream. Um, So with that, you probably see a a 50-50 mix, a blend of both me interviewing and then also just me doing solo stuff. So let me know in the comments. Love to hear your guys' feedback. what you like, what you don't like. If there's you know certain uh, topics that you want to hear covered, let us know, and uh, we'd love to do some episodes on it. Because at the end of the day, this show is for you guys, the audience, um, and not for us. So that said, a little bit about myself. Uh, for any of you that aren't familiar, um, I grew up middle class. My mom was a uh, immigrant from Taiwan. Um, my dad is is Dutch. He grew up in Holland. 
And uh, I was always taught from a young age to, you know, go to school, get good grades, uh, go to college and, and get a job. And for the most part, that's what I did. Um, worked some retail jobs when I was in high school. And when I got to college, I had my first sales job. And that was the first taste of what I had uh, or what it was like to, you know, control your paycheck to a certain degree uh, working that sales job. So I was selling cell phones uh, while I was going to college. Loved it. Um, I used to play sports when I was younger, like basketball baseball. And so I have a competitive background. And so I think that's why I kind of excelled um, in sales. And so I did pretty well. And some of my coworkers went on to sell cars. Um, They said, hey, dude, like you should come over and and slang some cars with us. You'll make a lot more money. So I went in and and started selling cars with them. It was a a Nissan dealership here in San Diego called Mossy Nissan, if you're familiar. And um, just started selling cars and did really well at that. And so I thought, man, when I get out of college, I want to sell commercial real estate because that's where the big commissions are. And I knew if you do a couple big deals a year, you'd be set. So um, got out of college, graduated, it was 2008. The entire economy was kind of coming down and collapsing at the time. I interviewed with a couple uh, commercial brokerages, CB Richard Ellis and Grubbin Ellis. Um, and both of those internship positions were actually pulled because of the economy. So they hit me up and they both said, hey, we love your hustle. We think you'd be great at this, but uh, this is not the best time to get into this industry. Um, and so I found myself working on a car lot, wondering what am I going to do with my life? And I stumbled across a job as a air traffic controller with the federal government um, controlling airplanes in the sky. Basically, I was the guy looking at a radar scope uh, controlling the airplanes. You got a headset on, you're talking to pilots, and you're telling the planes where to go, turn left, turn right, descend, climb, maintain. You're issuing speeds and you're basically keeping them separated in the air. Very, very unique, fun job. Um, Did it for 11 years. Um, Met a lot of really, really cool, amazing individuals in that career field. Um, A lot of them invest with me today in a lot of these commercial real estate deals. Um, And I'm friends with a lot of them still. Great guys and gals. Um, But along the way, I remembered real estate. I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki. And I thought, man, like I got to figure out how to get into the real estate game. And I got to figure out how to do this because I was just at the point where I just felt like I needed more out of life than just clocking in and clocking out, collecting a paycheck and then, you know, spending the rest of my time going out partying. I was going out to bars. I was chasing females around. Hey, guys, real quick, I'm trying to hit 1,000 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts within the first month of our launch so we can move up in the rankings and reach new audiences. In order for this to happen, I'm going to need the help of you guys. If you could please take two seconds and leave a five-star review and rating, it would mean the world to me. We're also giving away cash prizes, free swag, and tickets to our yacht meetups here in San Diego. We'll be selecting winners January 18th to qualify. All you need to do is leave a review and send a screenshot to giveaway at summerscapital.com. I love you guys. And now back to the show. Um, And so I just, it started to get redundant and I was like, I got to figure this out. And so started taking it seriously. I started reading books on real estate investing. I started listening to podcasts. I started going to networking events um, before I even owned any real estate and uh, just started meeting people and studying. And I just got to the point where I became obsessed. And for like literally a nine month span, I didn't do anything but study real estate investing and business. And um, then I thought, okay, well now it's time to take action. And this is just a few years ago. This is 2019. Uh, for perspective there. And um, I did at the time what a lot of people in society will say is too risky, but I cashed out my 401k and I used that as my seed money um, to buy the first deal. And the first deal was an 11 unit apartment building in Cincinnati. 
um, which I bought for $350,000. It was run down, C-class, had a lot of deferred maintenance. It had all the problems. Um, but that was my first deal and learned a lot from it. Fixed that property up. Um, and about 18 months later, I, I refinanced it and pulled all my money out in some. Um, shortly after that deal, I actually partnered with a couple partners uh, that I no longer have. But we bought a 32-unit building in Indianapolis. Um, fixed that property up. Sold it a couple years later for a nice profit. But after that deal, um, we partnered with a group. We were looking for some mentors that could kind of help us take it to the next level and show us the ropes on how to like take down bigger deals and learn how to raise money. So uh, there's a group, and I still have them today as my mentors. And I, I, I owe a lot of my success and credit to both of these individuals, and that's John and Tony Azar. Um, they're out of North Carolina. They've transacted north of 8,000 apartment units. They have a massive portfolio worth over $500 million today. And um, they uh, took us under their wings and uh, literally taught us everything from how to underwrite deals, uh, how to raise capital, um, how to scale a business, um, and that sort of thing. And um, I owe a lot of my success to them. Um, I still reach out to them today whenever I have high-level questions that need to be answered. Um, but anyways, great guys. Um, and we took down a couple larger deals with them. Um, we kind of co-sponsored a couple large deals with them. 150 units uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina called the Arbors, which we still own today. And the other one is a 145-unit uh, community out in Greensboro as well called Timber Creek, uh, which we still own today. After that... Um, I started getting more into the short-term rental game. Um, I had backed into a couple short-term rental deals in like late 2019, early 2020 during the pandemic here in San Diego. And those things were just humming along and doing well. So I thought, you know what? Um, what if we start to scale this out of the business and pick up some more of these short-term rentals? So built out a company called uh, Fortune Cribs. And uh, what we do with that company is basically an in-house management company to where I use it to manage not only my short-term rentals, but also uh, for select third-party owners um, on a case-by-case basis. Today, we manage about... Uh, 40 uh, short-term rental listings around the country, um, short-term rentals and some boutique hotels. And um, recently, a few months ago, closed on my first boutique hotel, uh, 10-room hotel up in Northern California beachfront, and um, using the management company to actually manage this hotel remotely, free of on-site management, kind of with the self-check-in, self-checkout model, which um, allows us to you know, operate these properties a lot more lean. Um, we don't have uh, a need for an on-site manager, so we can take that manager uh, unit on, bring it online, which brings in additional revenue, so which is pretty cool. So that said, um, recently, a couple months ago, I decided to break up my partners. Um, we just were no longer aligned in terms of vision and, and, and where we're going tomorrow, and so I decided it would be best to, to kind of split up and uh, do my own thing. So since then, we moved into a new office, which is uh, where I'm recording this right now. This is the new podcast set um, that we built out in recording studio. Um, and it's a nice office space here in downtown San Diego, Little Italy, a neighborhood if you're familiar. And uh, brought on some more key players. Uh, we're growing our team. There's eight of us now. There's six of us full-time here in the office and uh, two of us uh, full-time in the Philippines as virtual assistants. Um, but uh, that's kind of, you know, the business in a nutshell. And we're um, going all in in the boutique hotel space. We're going to be buying a bunch of hotels um, over the next 12 months. Um, we have a target to buy $25 million worth of boutique hotels. 
well-located assets that are, you know, underperforming where we can, you know, shut down these properties, do full renovations and um, relaunch and rebrand them and um, kind of force our equity that way and our appreciation. So that's kind of, you know, what we do or what I do in a nutshell. And that's kind of my story. And, you know, what I plan to do with this podcast is obviously, you know, ask all the tough questions to the guests that come on. Um, a lot of their learning lessons and takeaways, um, but also, you know, be fully transparent with you guys in terms of like what I'm going through and challenges that I'm facing in terms of like business and real estate and that sort of thing. So excited to be sharing all that stuff with you guys. Um, but with that, um, I wanted to share with you guys, you know, one of my biggest takeaways that has kind of helped me get to where I'm at today. And um, that is really you know, the idea that, you know, you are the sum of the people that you hang out with. And, um, there's a lot of truth to that statement. Um, there's a lot of negative people out there, uh, judgmental people, uh, a lot of people that aren't chasing their dreams. And I feel like we were put on this planet to chase our dreams and to go do big things and accomplish things. Like at least for me, um, happiness stems from growth and progress. I never knew this until recently, you know? And so the more I'm growing, the more I'm progressing, the happier I am. And so I guess the biggest takeaway for me is like, I had a lot of negative and judgmental, um, individuals in my life. Um, and you know, some of these individuals can really bring you down and, you know, talk you out of pursuing your dreams. Um, and just can kind of be a cancer to hang out with. And I would bet that, if you are hanging out with negative people, I would bet that you are a negative person. Or I would bet if you are hanging out with people that are thinking small and always complaining, the odds are you're probably a complainer. Um, but on the flip side, if you're hanging out with a group of people who are doing big things and chasing their dreams, the odds are you're probably doing big things as well and also chasing your dreams. So um, my biggest takeaway was, you know, there was one individual in my life. He was a, a best friend of mine at, at some point. Uh, we had gone to college together and we had known each other for 15, 16 years at the time. And, um, you know, I just kind of felt like over the years we had kind of grown apart and, um, our relationship, um, became more and more challenging, uh, to see each other. It just, I would walk away from these outings feeling like, man, like I don't really feel uplifted or I kind of feel down on myself after hanging out with this individual. And he was dating a new girl at the time who was, you know, super negative and judgmental. And I just didn't get a good vibe, you know, from the, the way they, they tip people when we go out, they would short people, um, just don't really have an abundance mindset and more so of a scarcity mindset. And so with that, I decided, you know what, like I need to pivot this relationship out of my life. And it was a tough decision because I had known this individual for so long, but I put a stop to it. And, um, you know, it's been, almost two years now since we've, uh, we've hung out. Um, but what I've realized is it's okay. Um, if there's someone in your life that is no longer conducive with where you're trying to go tomorrow, you don't have to force that relationship. Um, you don't have to continue to hang out with them all the time. Maybe you limit yourself with how much time you spend with them, or maybe you completely cut them out of your life like I did. And it sounds a little bit cold, but at the end of the day, like we're on this planet for only so long and life is short. Like I could die tomorrow. You could die tomorrow. And so when you think of it that way, it's like, you don't want to spend your time when time is our most valuable asset with those who are no longer con conducive 
with where we're going tomorrow. And so I would encourage you or anyone out there listening that if there is someone in your life right now that is no longer aligned with where you're going tomorrow to take action and pivot out that relationship, because I'll tell you right now, what you'll learn is you'll actually replace that person with someone else who's more aligned with where you're going tomorrow. You share more common interests. They're going to continue to motivate you. They're going to help you level up and get to the next level. And so that's what I did. I started hanging out with other people and um, I started hanging out with people that are doing big things in the real estate space. And that's really helped me uh, propel to where I'm at today. So just wanted to share that takeaway with you guys. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this uh, first episode. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, I'm super excited for this podcast um, and the guests that we're going to be bringing on. Um, I'm going to be pivoting, you know, and I'm going to be dialing it in as we go. Um, nothing's perfect from the jump, and I understand that. And this podcast is not going to be perfect um, from the jump, but I'm learning and I'm improving every day. And uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Love you all. I'll see you in the next episode and peace.